0: Good, Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there, they're talk to them. Good, can I? Yeah, I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? Um, um, absolutely, ask your friends over here. All right, fuck you. <laughs> the rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars, like they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Why didn't no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the (laughs) room? You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that, like, (laughs) shielding his eyes like, hissing as he runs away or something? (laughs) Like some goth kid. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast as we are slowing down on our road to WrestleMania, and almost at our destination. It's coming up faster than either of us had anticipated. Uh, I'm your New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan, with my tag team partner, the Rogue of Wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman. How you doing this week, Newman? Yeah, it's weird. You know what? You, you put together an interesting analogy there of we're trying to slow down because we're trying to find a little room. Like, we, we've just sped up. All of a sudden, it's WrestleMania now. It doesn't feel like it's WrestleMania season already. Yeah, instead of doing that, like medium speed build to wrestlemania mm-hmm. which is what they normally do it felt like let's go down into the lower gear for a really long time and then oh shit it's coming up soon so we better yeah and it well, it feels that way especially with a lot of these matches seem like they're kind of coming together last minute or they're getting drastically changed and mm-hmm. some of them are still like in question like at least two of the tag matches are kind of in question well I guess they're playing up that Daniel Bryan and Shane is in question but it's really not at this point, like Daniel Bryan and Shane versus Cammy is set. Yeah, um, I guess the only th- the only question about that one is is like, is Shane's surgery real or is it WWE storyline? I feel like if if they're like announcing it at this point, I don't know. I feel like if there's any surgery, then there might be like some little tiny real surgery. But because I yeah. the rumors that I heard was that there was some sort of legitimate thing. But yeah, maybe if, it's very minor, and then they can just give him a the rumors I heard match. is that he has. Diverticulitis, which is what Brock had, and ended his U- first UFC run. Um, but obviously, with diverticulitis going into an MMA match is a lot different than going into a WWE match. <laughs> True. So yeah, maybe he'll be able to, and it, with a tag match, you know, he can just take a smaller role in it. Especially because yeah. I mean, honestly, nobody fucking wants to see Shane in that match anyway. Like. Every time that Shane is in there is just an excuse for people to chant "yes, yes, yes" and give us Daniel Bryan. I think people want people just want the one big spot from Shane, right? Like they yeah, just want to see, him see him jump, jump off something. something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, I guess what's the other match you have? You said is not quite certain. Uh, at least as far as, like, I guess, who's fully going to be in it and uh, the Raw tag team match. Because we got the bar against Strowman versus who knows. And one of the rumors ah, yes. circulating around that is that maybe it would be Rey Mysterio? Yeah. Oh, actually, let me look up because I just came across an article titled Rey Mysterio Confirms WrestleMania Availability or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, yeah, who, I, I guess, who would you want slash... Well, I've, I've given this pitch before, and I could give an abbreviated version of it again, but I, it's Stroman, or Strowman and Ellsworth is my pitch. Because mm. I would want Ellsworth to come back and you know be the guy that was like, well, you know, <laughs> my career was basically indebted to you because you were the guy that killed me when I first came in. And I don't know, like somehow he would bring him back in or maybe he would like squash him again and then just carry his corpse around. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of different possibilities, but I feel like Ellsworth yeah, would um, be the guy. I think that would be really interesting because Ellsworth has been doing the rounds on the podcast recently. Mm-hmm. Like he was on Jericho's this past week. He was on Steve Austin's and mm. they do. It sounds so depressed that he's not working <laughs> with WWE anymore. Like it sounds so, I mean, he's definitely very mature about it. He's just like, yeah, I still run my own promotion. I'm doing as many shows as I can, like that kind of stuff. But then he's just like, yeah, I just, I miss it. I miss my friends. Like, mm-hmm. and they are just like, oh my God, WWE just hire him back, please. Like, well, especially cuz he was doing good work too. I thought he really helped Carmela flesh out her character. That's what he said too. He's like he was shocked by the release because he was like we're still in the middle of the money in the bank thing. He was like mm-hmm. I did he's like if it was after that and I wasn't really doing anything he's like I wouldn't have been surprised, but the fact that he was it was just very weird. Um Ellsworth is looking more like a possibility because according to Rey Mysterio because of his suffered but he suffered a torn bicep three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He did, opted not to get the surgery. He said, it's a full tear, but I'm just going to kick back, do some therapy for it, and hopefully I'll be ready next month. Mm-hmm. So obviously, could still be... Well, especially because like, if Rey Mysterio comes in and does that, then either it's a one-off and they lose, which wouldn't be great because then either Rey Mysterio is getting pinned by the bar, which is kind of dumb, or Strowman's eating that pin, which would be bad. Or then he's tied town to being tag team champions with Strowman for at least a day, because I guess they could just like reverse it on, you know, the night after WrestleMania, but which would be unlikely, because and it would be kind of dumb, yeah, right? Like, so I don't know. It just I feel like it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like I get the interesting idea, and maybe it would be just a good random brawl or SmackDown match to be like, hey, we've got it's like Team Little Big, but with guys now. <laughs> You've got the biggest guy and the smallest guy. Like, remember when Big Show and Rey Mysterio did this? He's like, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) But yeah, like, Ellsworth would actually give you character and, like, a story because he's the spiny little or the spineless little shit who would want to hide behind Braun Strowman and be bragging about how he's the tag team champion, too, even though he hasn't done shit. And you could even then run the storyline of, like, oh, well, in this match, he actually has to tag in and fight somebody instead of just Strowman. Like, you you could do a lot of stuff. Both of their catchphrases yeah. have hands in them. Like, you're going to get these hands, and any man with two hands has a fighting chance. You know, he could uh, say, it's like, hey, any man hiding behind these two hands doesn't need to fight. <laughs> <laughs> and he could just be, a, he could basically be like a manager that's a tag team partner. Well, he would, you know what? They were basically doing Enzo and Cass like that. Mm-hmm. This is just like Enzo and Cass again. He could be the really annoying small guy. Yep. Within a much more competent big man. Yeah. Oh, big cast is a hey, big cass is one of the rumors for For a tag team partner? Yeah. The other one I was thinking about, at least as far as a rumor that I'd heard, but I don't know how true this one would be, would be like Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Basically it's any of the people that have been out for a while, right? Yeah, anyway anybody who's not there. Hmm. Um, and then I mean the other match that's kind of up in the air right is I mean Cena and Undertaker because they still haven't hmm. announced it oh my gosh i would heard a fucking rumor I really hope this isn't true because oh, this would be oh I was fucking gonna bring stupid. this up to you I'd I heard you I heard one of the rumors is that he's still not even gonna do anything next week and then Cena's gonna show up to Wrestlemania as a fan and then Undertaker will accept the challenge at Wrestlemania and then start the match there Okay, that's not what the rumor i I was thinking about. The rumor I was thinking about is did you hear why Vince's reasoning for not announcing the match yet? No, what is this? uh, it's that the card is already so loaded we don't need to load it anymore until the last minute <sighs> <laughs> like all right can, is that just an admission that he just doesn't want to make more money? <laughs>
1: Could, like, you imagine, like, indie, could, you, could you imagine I don't know how advertising
0: works. Could you imagine indie promotion doing that like say like Ray Mysterio who's been out in the independents recently if like some small little promotion happened to get him in like say let's like say my my state of New Jersey and they were just like no we've got this stacked card already. We're not going to announce Ray until the last day before. Or let me let me I guess be asked this question. Is the show sold out yet? Uh, I will look that up as we talk. Because if the answer is no, which I feel like I can guarantee it is, because I guarantee they would have been sucking their own dicks, saying like, it's sold out already. WrestleMania is sold out. I feel like, like it's never really sold out, right? No, like, it's not. But, yeah. so if the answer is no, then fucking advertise the goddamn match that you won on the stupid show. And, it's, and, like, make us... Ugh. I don't even care about this fucking match happening. Honestly, my care, still at this point, is my biggest care for the last couple of years every time Undertaker has a match, which is that I just literally don't want the man to die in the ring. I don't, care if, he, I don't care if he There's wins or loses. I do not give a single fuck about whether The Undertaker wins or loses. I just don't want Mark Calloway dead. That's all. Uh- According to this site called VividSeats.com, there are a shit ton of tickets left. Yeah, oh, yeah. we don't need to advertise it. Go fuck yourself. You know, is Vince actually just going crazy, finally? (laughs) Like, is he completely, like, uh, well, is this just like a rumored thing he said, or did he actually say this? It's a rumored thing, so obviously we have no idea if he actually said this or not. But, like, even if it was, um... Uh what's what am I thinking of? Like is if it's like, oh, we um we might not have the TV time to advertise it enough, right? Or something like that. But like you've been doing these segments with Cena. So you've been setting aside the time for one of the guys to try to hype up the match, but Yep. Not make it official. So Yeah, and then you're hyping up that his one of two possibilities is that either he fights the Undertaker or he is just a fan at WrestleMania. Yeah, your biggest star is either going into a match or sitting at ringside. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, look, do we do we really expect that he's supposed to just sit at ringside? Come on, yeah, he's gonna have a match. Let's fucking build up the match instead of it just because. Then I hate that this now if they do it, it's just gonna be a match that has no meaning to it. Like it, like there's no story. Mm-hmm. There's no story to this match. They could have put a fucking story to this match, and it could have been fucking interesting. They could have made this interesting, Joe. They could have made this, a, like, a career versus career, and that could have been very legitimately interesting. Because it could have just been like, all right, I'm calling out the dead man. Whatever, I need to have a match. Yada, yada, yada. I'm John Cena. And then, you know, Undertaker comes out, and he's just like, you know what? I may not be here all the time, but I am loyal as, like, All get out to this place. And John, you are one foot in and one foot out of this place. And you know what? If you're going to start playing those games, then we got to make it official. If you're about to be leaving, then you either have to leave or you got to stay. You can't do this half and half business. Like, I don't know, maybe something about like one foot in the grave. Like, yeah, you're putting one foot in Hollywood, but I'm saying you're putting one foot in the grave. Some shit like that. I came up with that just now. That's still better than the no bill that they have. Like the one the one-sided bill of just. Yeah. You suck. Come fight me. <laughs> you suck. And then, you know, just it's like, all right, well fine. It's career versus career. Cuz then, all right, cuz then at least you have one of two interesting outcomes. Either you have the re- the final legitimate actual retirement of Undertaker. Thank God. Or we have a crazy giant shock of a storyline where the Undertaker retires John Cena and would presumably become a giant heel or something? I don't know. You could go a lot of ways with that. I think he would have to become at least an on-screen character and maybe revive the Ministry of Darkness or something and start killing motherfuckers. Not in matches, (laughs) but just... (laughs) Like, I, I can't take full credit for this. I admittedly uh i'd watched this video i think it was wrestle talk or something like that some guys had pitched this idea for like an alistair black debut where he comes up as part of like a revitalized ministry of darkness and mm-hmm. i was thinking about that and i was like fuck that'd be cool as shit like if you have undertaker as an on-screen character but not as a wrestler and then he's leading a new ministry of darkness and that like alistair black would be a part of it and then you could have um i don't know you have to fill it out with some other pretty interesting people. but I was going to say, would you fill that out with like Matt and Bray? Other mystical... I would not Matt and Bray. You know what? You know who I would do? I would turn Finn Balor heel and bring him into it, for sure. Mm. You have Aleister Black and Finn Balor as the two columns of it. If Kane's still around, he can just be a lumbering fuck for a little while. Um, I don't know. Put a mask oh, on. Baron... Uh... Oh, you know what? Shave Baron Corbin's head. Give him a mask. Turn him into some sort of weird Kane type of guy. There you go. He could be in there. <laughs> it's a lot better than him being Baron Corbin. <laughs> or fuck it. You know what? He can keep his stupid long hair. Just put a mask on that dumb baby face. Like literally as in a his face looks young. But uh, yeah, no, I would love to see a uh, revitalized Ministry of Darkness with Undertaker. That'd be cool. Yeah, and it all starts with the retirement. It's of something Cena. different, <laughs> but I mean, I really wanna uh, see Undertaker come out as the American badass. You know what? I, that's probably what they're gonna do, right? I don't know. Do you? All right. Here's a question: When they have the match with Cena, because it's gonna be it's gonna be Taker versus Cena. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's gonna be the dead man, or do you think he's gonna be the badass? I'm hoping for the badass, mm-hmm. just for something different. Slash, it would make way more sense for what we've seen so far, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, him, hmm, like him leaving his stuff in the ring last year, and mm-hmm. and actually, just you know, it did, how he's been weird lately. Like, didn't Cena say something to I think he said this week it was like no, no lightning, no darkness, no gong. Like, he was said a bunch of shit like that. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> Actually, and yeah, with, wouldn't the badass character fit more with what Cena's been saying? Like, Cena's been calling him a coward and stuff like that. And when he mm-hmm. comes back as the American badass, right? Comes out on a bike and just whips mm-hmm. Cena's ass. like. <laughs> yep, <Yeah. laughs> You know, his fucking explanation is like, you know, it took me a really long time to get my motorcycle started. Yeah, had <laughs> to get some replacement parts and had to send I out for them. I built this him. from scratch. <laughs> I built this from scratch when I heard you talking shit, boy. <laughs> I just now got here. Sorry, I couldn't make it till WrestleMania. <laughs> um, I just looked it up. Uh, the mayoral race that uh, Kane is in, the election for him to be the Republican candidate is May first. So maybe that's when we stop seeing, we start seeing him less. Because he said that if he does win the mayor race, that mm-hmm. he won't wrestle. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a hard, uh, juggling act. Yeah, <laughs> to be the mayor and a wrestler. Hmm. That'd be cool. I'd want to live in that town though. Like my mayor's a fucking wrestler. I would Even just be his Kane. <laughs> I just want him like. If he wins the the race, I want to see him come out to give his victory speech and, like, do the arms, like, up and down thing and flame <laughs> shoot up. like Just burn his opponent alive. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost the race, and now you're burned in hell. <laughs> he had a great uh, interview with Chris Jericho on Jericho's podcast, where the Jericho was like, yeah, in the Inferno match, like, your match, right? And King goes, yeah, I lost all of them. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Man, what a guy. <laughs> um and so with the, we were just we were discussing uh matches happening, not happening, things like that. A match that I originally was upset wasn't gonna happen, but as you and I were talking, uh before we started recording, I started seeing the other side of things. Sasha and Bailey have been officially put into the women's battle royal this week. Mm-hmm. And I was upset because I wanted them to have a one-on-one match. My thinking was also, if you want to say that you are behind the women and the women's revolution stuff, wouldn't you want more women's one-on-one matches or not the bat, like other non-Battle Royal matches? Mm -hmm. But you showed me a different way of thinking about it. Yeah, just, just because there's so many things on this card as it is, that I feel like um, I heard some ridiculous number of matches earlier today. Let me look this up. Yeah, I, we should. Yeah, we should get the the card because well, I want to compare their card to mine that I put together a couple months ago. I think mine is still better. Um, but yeah, they. I think it would kind of get lost in this card. There's just too many matches. Shit. Um. There's there's thirteen amount matches announced so far. And then plus like. <laughs> It's it's still just a little bit too early to do this match. I think it needs one more beat. And mm. I think the way that you would do it is you have one of these two women win the uh, uh the battle royal by screwing over the other one. Yeah. Although I was totally thinking that before I saw um Raw this week though, because they already started to fight each other. So I don't know if that would almost be like because like they screwing each other yeah. over now. It's like it's already like well you guys are already starting to hit each other so. Kind of did they actually get physical this week? Or yeah. Sasha oh, okay. like beat the oh, shit right, out of Bailey really. and was like smacking her around and I think Bailey and got a Bailey, little bit back. Bailey got back, yeah. Because I remembered um I think it was for the mixed match challenge. Mm-hmm. I think Becky said that in her promo against Sasha for it. Mm. Yep. I think she said like Sasha was like, see what I did to uh, Bailey and Becky goes, Yeah, and see what she did back. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so I could see that. But I mean l- I mean look at that example though, right? Like I couldn't even remember what they did on Raw. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's and just so much going on. I feel like it an interesting kind of way to capitalize those, and they're like, say, say Sasha wins it, for example. Cause I think mm-hmm. that would be that'd be why that I would go with it. I would say that Sasha wins it, and then you have I think you have to go that way. A match with Bailey versus Sasha on the Raw after WrestleMania, where you know Bailey's trying to get some revenge and maybe make it the stakes be well, loser leaves Raw. And then Bailey gets traded over to SmackDown. So then Bailey, we could try and rehab her over on SmackDown. Cause like it the way they were doing the story look, line, it looked like Sasha's the one turning heel, which is like, okay, that's good, because Sasha is far superior as a heel. Like, yeah. And right I don't here. think Bailey could be a heel. Well, I think we I think we'd finally figured out there was a way that she could be heel, but like even then it's like a phase. It's like when that girl becomes like an annoying teenager for a little while and then she eventually becomes like cool again. (laughs) That's kind of how like any heel turn for Bailey, it would be like, all right, you have to get over this phase and then you can become a a baby face again. Maybe this would just skip it entirely and just be like, all right, we're going to put you in the new pool. Because like over on SmackDown, if they don't fuck up that roster too much, you've got like Carmella that she could have some storylines with. You've got Charlotte that you could do stuff with. You've got, I assume Asuka is going to go over to SmackDown's roster like more permanently. Like so there you like you've got a lot of people that you could work with. Like you do stuff with mm-hmm. Natalia. I don't know. That could be like a good build back up feud. Doing something between like Bailey and Natalia. Or like she's gotta fuck around with Ruby Riot, maybe. I don't know. You got a lot of people to use, and I think that would be good for her. Yeah. Cause otherwise, like I this, the current landscape over on Raw, is, it's a tough spot for her because like she and Sasha have so much history. Like she can pretty much never consistently beat Nia Jax. Otherwise, that kills her underdog image. And then her and Alexa Bliss, like man, they already had that. Their, up. <laughs> yeah, already had their thing, and it was bad. <laughs> yeah, because they just remember they when we thought that, that was going to be the turnaround of Bailey. We thought like Bliss was going to bring out her angry side. Yeah. They, I, that is still, yeah, you can really trace it back to that feud in that moment. That was when they f- royally fucking screwed Bailey. Yeah. Was when they just had her lose clean as a sheet, even though Alexa Bliss broke the fucking rules like blatantly uh, for that fucking kendo stick match. Like, yeah, that was really bad. So sad. <clears throat> It's okay. Uh, they could still savor, maybe. Uh. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we do have the superstar shakeup coming up after WrestleMania, so these True. kind of switches could definitely happen and definitely need to happen because I think it's it's kind of weird. Like you think back to the the years of like when they didn't they weren't able to switch rosters, right? Mm-hmm. And they kept the show pretty entertaining. And like nowadays, it's like they go a year. And we're just like, oh my god, they need to switch these people around. <laughs> well, it's not that it's only a few, right? I feel like there's only a few people that usually need yeah. to switch, just to freshen things up. Yeah, because like I think uh, that Bailey could be switched over to SmackDown. That would be really good for her. I think you can move somebody like um, who'd be another like maybe somebody like Becky who could like have like a a good. Well, I don't know. I like her on SmackDown though.
1: Maybe yeah. you put like Naomi I on think, Raw.
0: I think like. Bailey and Becky on the same show would actually probably be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say some of the tag teams. Switch them up. Yeah, could switch up some tag teams. Or, you know what, actually, after this year, I would like to see the Usos go over to Raw. Because it's like, they, yeah. they did so much as like the SmackDown guys at this point that at this point it would just be retreading water. Mm-hmm. So the Usos, I think, should go to Raw. And then you can space them out from the New Day a little bit more, right? Exactly, yeah. And then if you want to do that matchup again, it would be a bigger deal, say, a year down the line when, they missed, when they've been separated for a year. And then you go, mm-hmm. hey, they're going to face off again. Then you can think back to these great matches they've had this past year and be like, oh, I can't wait for that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, real interesting. Uh, Bruce Pritchard's podcast uh, last week did the first ever brand split. And they talk about the draft and how fucked up that was. <laughs> really interesting listen to, uh, to anyone. But uh, over on the blue brand, we had Daniel Bryan officially announce his match of it's going to be him and Shane versus Zane and Owens with an interesting stipulation of Zayn and Owens win. They get their jobs back, but if they lose, they're still fired. And this brings up an interesting conundrum of You would want Daniel Bryan to win in his debut match, right? Or is he a big enough character that he could take a loss and it would be okay? I mean, he is a big enough character. They could, but it's the infinitely better decision to have him win the debut back. Right. Um, Like, that's just that mm. really good feel-good moment for WrestleMania. Yep. And actually, you know what? It's it's also a better wrap-up for that storyline they've been doing all year with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn just, like, ruining SmackDown and being pieces of shit. Because if mm. they stay on SmackDown, they have to continue that storyline. Yeah. You if... can't just, huh, forget all that, that stress psychology <laughs> caused you. Like, I head-butted your dad. I put mm. you in the hospital. I attacked your GM, Daniel Bryan, when he was, just got announced that he could come back into the ring. Like, Right. Like, it would just be, because, like, it's it's one of those, like, that storyline, I think it needs to end. It's, like, it's gone long enough. Because if it keeps going, then it's going to get way too tired. But, like, so if you have them lose, and then I think the the move would be then that they would probably just go over to Raw. Yeah. I think. You know, maybe there would be, like, a week or two where they're not on TV or something, but, you know, then they'd resurface on Raw. um, And then you continue from there. Which I'd really like to see. Because I think that would also be nice, like, switch them up a little bit. Um, And then, plus, then you can save those matches with them individually against Daniel Bryan for later on, if you want to. Mm. Instead of having to rush right to that. Yeah, and then, again, break them up a little bit. Yeah, especially because like the other ones that are, I would assume are still going to be there that we're going to want to get to are going to be the matches with AJ Styles, the matches with Nakamura. Like Those are the dream matches that we can build with on like the SmackDown main event. With Daniel Bryan, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I definitely think you want to keep Bryan on SmackDown at first right yeah well yeah it, yeah because like he was the gm there so i think like a lot of the superstars are going to have more of that history with him being on there so i think he need he'd be on smackdown and then i think you got to move the miz back over to smackdown though so then over on smackdown you have daniel bryan he can be going up against miz he can be going up against like yeah well, aj I definitely AJ Shinsuke. I was about to say Baron Corbin cuz I was like he's had some shit with him but then I was like I don't know. I don't know. Baron Corbin might re-injure him. Like <laughs> that might be a Seamus situation cuz Seamus was the guy that fucked him up last time. But I don't know. Oh, right. I don't think Baron Corbin's injured anybody yet, has he? Or he's not real bad. I think he's roughed up a couple guys. Mm. All right, maybe keep him away from Baron Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> But yeah. Plenty of other guys you can have a lot of great matches with. Oh man. Chad Gable?
1: He could oh. fight his own
0: his own son, Chad Gable. Mm. And Shelton Benjamin. And Sheldon Benjamin. Not quite his son, but. And Rusev, who is now going after the US title. Yes. A very interesting addition to the what was a triple threat match with Orton, Jinder Mahal, and Bobby Roode. Uh, now has Rusev Day added, and I think this is, I mean, it's all—it's a positive move. Makes mm-hmm. the match more interesting, it breaks up the card a bit, because we have, um, <laughs> let me pull up this card again. Well, he, he gives somebody for the crowd to legitimately root for, because Bobby Roode's entrance is over, Randy Orton's finisher is over, Jinder Mahal is not over, <laughs> and Rusev is. Yeah, um... We had two other triple threat matches on this card with the Intercontinental match and the uh, tri- tag team match. Yeah, SmackDown so Tag Team. So it breaks it up a little bit to uh, have a fatal four way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a bad idea to have a fatal four way here. Especially because, like, I, I would assume on some level, I don't know where they're going, but I feel like they're going to want to continue with Bobby Roode and Randy Orton for some reason. So then you could just. <laughs> I just have this feeling. <laughs> So then you can just let them do their own sort of thing. They can both be uninvolved in the pin. And then you can let Rusev pin Jinder Mahal, and we can all be happy. <laughs> Jinder Mahal just eats a big shit sandwich. Like everybody wants. Rusev gets the title that he wants. Cause this this not only would it be like the good populist move because Rusev's the most over guy, but you could tell the whole redemption storyline too, right? Cause he his career has just gone off on a tailspin ever since he lost to Cena at WrestleMania. And lost the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Him regaining the U.S. title could be that symbol of him, like re, like basically reclaiming his career and revitalizing his, uh, like his character. Yeah, he could be like, "Hey, I've been down ever since I lost the title. And now I'm back on top. And now I'm back, baby. Rusev Day, number one. <laughs> uh, and then we also have one of the better built." Uh, matches over on SmackDown is the Bludgeon Brothers going up against the Usos and the New Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that was one of the matches that it was a slow build, like we talked about earlier, where I think they put a lot of things into the lower gear. But this was one of the ones that it worked for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this... and I, I'm digging this match in this build, for sure. Like... They had all those vignettes. They took their time with the Bludgeon Brothers. They came out. The crowd booed the Bludgeon Brothers coming out at that match because they wanted to see the New Day versus the Usos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, and then they didn't get their match. And now you have three really strong teams going at it. Yep, exactly. And that they did a really good job of um, properly building up the Bludgeon Brothers to be. A threat to these teams because they've shown over and over again that essentially uh, these five guys together are gonna have to band together just to deal with the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, like, and they even had that great match of who was it? Was it Jimmy and Biggie? Yeah, mm-hmm. they teamed up. Yeah, that was such a tight match. Like, that was really that could have been a fucking pay per view match for me. That could have been a fucking pay per view main event for me. Like if especially it was a they, really good match. Well, because especially if they had really run with like the whole like, oh man, like these guys have been fucking with us and they injured our brothers and we're coming for revenge. Like, like both both of those guys sold it really well. Whichever USO was and Biggie, like they really sold it. Like they fucked up our brothers, we're gonna fuck them up. I don't know. I dug it. I really dug it. Yeah. But I don't know. There's there's a certain place in my heart. I really dig tag team wrestling. Because I, I will still say to this day, one of my absolute all time favorite matches was the Rhodes Brothers versus the Shield. Like. Oh, that was a really good match. That was a damn good match. And, uh, you know, it reminds me of another really damn good match from this fucking week uh, over on Strong Style Evolved Show. The main event was fucking killer, man. Uh. The Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks. Did you happen to catch this? Uh, yes, that was one of the matches I did catch from the show. What did you think? I thought it was amazing. Like uh what's the, uh, is it the Golden Trigger? Yeah, Golden Trigger is their finisher. Is the finisher where I think it was Matt like was like down and Omega goes to hit it on him, and like Matt tells him to hit it, him hit him with it. Mm-hmm. He's like, just, just do it. Yeah, that was fu- man, what a fucking story. This, this that like, was an emotional match. Like, yeah, just this like sad execution of the young bucks. Yeah, because like yeah, just Kenny and Omega did not want to fucking kill them, but he had to. And then at the end too, you have the the addition of Cody coming out. Mm -hmm. Being pissed at the Young Bucks, starting to beat them up, and then Kenny having to make the save. Mm -hmm. But then, who's, uh, which, I can't remember which of the Young Bucks, one of them shook Kenny's hand and the other one didn't? I think Nick shook and Matt did not, and Matt was the one that got pinned. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, he was like, the story was like, they kept playing up Matt's back being the problem, and then they finally were able to focus that on enough and... Kota Ibushi was able to convince Kenny to put him out of his misery <laughs> and they took him out with the golden trigger. But man, like, I mean, there was so much stuff before that too. Like motherfuckers getting thrown through tables and just like, I just, I just love that story and build throughout the whole thing of it started out even like there was those, I think it was the very first kick that Koda did to like Matt's back. And then he was like, Oh shit, like my back. Cause he's got the back problems. And then he yeah. like, tried to throw Kota off and be like, Hey, Hey, no, like don't do that. And then, like, I think Nick or something, like, through Kenny, he was like, hey, like, I'm just trying to help you guys. Like, (laughs) it's like, look, I want to beat you in this match, but I don't want to injure you. Yeah. I want to beat you fair, so to speak. Right. But then it was like, that just, it was like, oh, well, fuck you then. You think you could beat us? And it just kept escalating and escalating to the point where it was like, oh, well, I guess I have to do all this stuff to put you guys away. Because, like, not only are you that good of a team, but then both sides just kept escalating in intensity. To the point where then, yeah, it was just, well, we have to go all out just to, to win this match and to survive it. Yeah. And it was, yeah, like I said, it was just an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Insane match. And, and of course, I think uh, the Golden Lovers getting the win was definitely the right move here. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So like... now they're going on, I think, mm-hmm. is it the next New Japan show? They're going to face off with Cody and. Um. Wow, I'm just brain farting all over the place tonight. <laughs> Marty Skrull. Oh, are they doing that again? Okay, yeah, I think that should be right. It's what? It's either an ROH show or a New Japan show. Okay, yeah. Because I think, I'm trying to remember, I think they did that in ROH but maybe they haven't done that in New Japan yet. Or maybe it's the other way around? I'm not sure. But yeah, well, I'm sure we will definitely be some Seeing some more of it, and I'm not complaining. Uh, it's been really good so far. Um, but yeah, we got that. We got some like some other really great moments too, like Marty Skrill unmasking Mysterio. That was insane. Yes. After like uh, uh, you know the great match between Osprey and Liger. That was a great match because mm-hmm. and that and that follow up to it because that set up so many different matches. Right now you've got. Ray versus Osprey, because that wasn't able to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I'm sorry, um, Ray versus Liger, because that wasn't able to happen. Right. Now Ray versus Osprey, because he said that he wanted to face off with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger versus um, Marty Skrull. And then Skrull versus Osprey. Yeah. So Kinda it's like, stuff. what, five matches out of that? <laughs> I mean, well, also, speaking of five, I've got a little bit of a theory too, because um, another match we had on that show was Marty Skirl and Cody Rhodes versus uh, the Gorillas of Destiny. Mm. And I feel like you can split up Bullet Club into five factions very nicely. Like, I think Bullet Club can actually completely dissolve. And then what you have out of that is the Golden Lovers. So Kenny Omega and uh, just goes off with Koto Bushi. You have the Young Bucks, just, you know, them doing their tag team thing. You've got the Gorillas of Destiny, so then that's uh, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, and then uh, the newest of their dude, like Hikaloa or something like that. He's he's in some of, like, the bigger tag team matches and stuff like that. He's, like, one of the other Tongan guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have, like, Yujiro Takahashi and Bad Luck Folly can still be the Tokyo Pimps. And then you have Cody and Marty and Hangman Page as the Villain Club. Because, like, Cody's been talking a couple times, like, uh, with Marty about, like, forming the Villain Club. So. Oh, right. I think you could just do that. And that takes care of literally, literally everybody, except for Chase Owens. Um, uh, I don't know. I really don't care. I don't care what happens to him. He could... Can- <laughs> I don't know, maybe he could join the Tokyo Pimps or he can just go off and be a singles wrestler again or something. I don't know. I don't have a spot for him. He's just the guy that eats the pins anyway. So, I don't know. Don't know, don't care. Don't know, exactly. Don't know, don't care. But, hey, I feel like that's a pretty pretty clean split for all the parties involved. Then they would all have something to do. Yeah. That's what New Japan is just so good at, is, like, setting up a feud that they can branch off into how many other feuds. Mm -hmm. And then, exactly, so, like, you would have a lot of different groups there that you could, either they could be feuding with each other, they could be feuding with the other groups in New Japan. You could put a lot of stuff together. But uh, speaking of things that are being put together, what do you think of the union of the Young Bucks and Flip Gordon I think it's a, uh, an interesting team up, right? Uh, very similar styles, and then I think the Young Bucks are looking for now uh, that the Bullet Club stuff is kind of coming to an end, so to speak, right? Uh, well, maybe. this could, well, it's the chapter that's been it's been going on right now is ending, right? There's some kind of new chapter starting with that's true, different formation or different interests, stuff like that of the group. So, this could provide a little more diversity to this new chapter, right? It could Mm -hmm. be a new team-up that we haven't seen before and Mm -hmm. could provide some entertainment. Totally. Actually, no, because, yeah, um, I remember there's a couple times in ROH they've played up this storyline of, like, Flip Gordon trying to get onto the all-in show. Mm -hmm. Because, like, he had that match with Cody, I think, where he was trying to get a spot, but he lost. So, I don't know, maybe that could be, like, a long-term final, like, he gets the shot and he's finally in, and then he could be, like, on the team with, like, I don't know, say it's, like, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, the Young Bucks, and Flip Gordon versus, like, I don't know, Cody, Marty, Hangman Page, and two other people, like, five-man tag main event or something crazy, like a Survivor Series, like, elimination-style tag. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I heard a uh, an interesting prospect for the All In Show, which was a uh, Nick Aldis, formerly Magnus from TNA, is now the NWA champion. Hmm. And they've been having him go around to different promotions, like yeah, like the old school NWA, right? Like the mm-hmm. champion would go around to the territories. Yeah. And uh, he was being interviewed by Sam Robertson. Sam asked, "Are you going to be at the All In Show?" And Nick goes, "He's like, I don't know. Do you want me to be?" And Sam's <laughs> like, well, yeah, of course. Like, I think you'd be a great addition to it. And Nick goes, he's like, I mean, I would think you you would want the true champion of the world there, right? Like, the <laughs> NWA champion. <laughs> and he goes on this great promo about it. It's fantastic. <laughs> that would be fucking cool. Actually, they should totally do that if they can. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I think set up, like, have a match of, like, him and if Dalton still has the title, right? Ooh. But he won't. And have because he, he's I'm, facing Marty Skrull before that, right? Yep. He's facing him at Super Card of Honor. Yeah. I guess it's going to happen, Joe. Marty Skrull's going to win? Whoop, whoop! <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, even Nick Alders versus Marty Skrull then. Like, champion yeah, versus champion would... Totally. I'd watch and that. And do it like the old days. Just have a schmazz finish, right? Like, where they both get knocked out, they both get counted out, something like that. Mm-hmm and that way you're not putting any championship over another, and you don't have to worry about those kind of politics. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You could do that. That would work. Because, I mean, those two would put on a fantastic match. And... Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that. Yeah. I mean, Marty girl is really fucking growing on me, though, man. Like, he's, he's getting pretty close to the I-can-wrestle-a-broom level. So, yeah, I, I'd like to see him against almost anybody. But yeah, Nick Aldis, that'd be fun. He should definitely be at the all-in show. Uh, Let's see. Who else should Uh, be there? I mean, unfortunately, I guess they're going to be in NXT. But uh, we got some new debuts down there with EC3 and Ricochet. Yeah, These guys like them over at all-in. The 1% has arrived at (laughs) NXT. Is it 1%? The 1% of everything, right? The 1% of money. The 1% of uh, promos. The 1% of matches. It'll be interesting to see if he has changed up his character at all. Like, any kind of tweaks and stuff like that. I mean, it's pretty much the same basis as his TNA character, where he is the 1%. And in TNA, it started out as the spoiled rich kid, but eventually became, like, when he was becoming such a good wrestler and stuff like that, that it was, um, oh, he's the 1% of, like, everything. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, he's rich, he's got everything. So it'd be interesting to see how they do that character now, if they do change it up at all, have some tweaks to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, so far, great. I mean, well, especially because he was getting such a babyface reaction, right? Yeah, because I mean, he's going to. He's 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 the hometown like hometown hero, I guess. Returning, mm-hmm. he was because he was on NXT before it was the NXT we know now. He was on it when it was the reality show. Yep. <laughs> He was um actually he was with Daniel Bryan right? Yes, Derek Bateman. <laughs> Derek Bateman. Oh, what if he calls out Daniel Bryan? Ooh, that would be those would be some great promos. Like, I was put on this crappy show. You did nothing to help me out. I then had to toil in the independence like <laughs> call TNA and independent, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like while you go run the so called land of opportunity. Yeah. I could well, say. Forgot about me. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, you didn't forgive me an opportunity. You just let me drown in NXT. But yeah, man, he came out and he had a killer promo against Regal. Mm hmm. That was great. I cannot wait to see more of him. And broadly, I, 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 haven't, think this... I haven't seen very much of his TNA stuff, but I was very impressed with this. It's very, like, his later stuff is very much on this level. Mm. Um, when he first started out, he was, I mean, he was fresh out of NXT, I believe. Like, the old NXT, like, WWE developmental. Mm-hmm. And uh, he definitely evolved over time. But that just goes to show you how sometimes it is very good to catch and release, right? Mm. Well, yeah, same, like, same thing with McIntyre. Same thing with McIntyre, same thing with uh, Obega. Like if Omega ever comes back to the WWE, because he was in the developmental system for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of these guys that have just gotten a lot better with time and seasoning out somewhere else, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, EC3 is definitely a lot better coming back now. And uh, for the first time, I think, coming into the company, yeah? Ricochet? Yes, I believe it. I'm like 99% sure it's his first time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, but it's great to see him too. And both of these guys are going to be... <clears throat> in that ladder match for the North American title, <clears throat> and I think we're we're on opposing viewpoints on this, right? Because I I feel like Ricochet is winning this, but you think it's EC three. Yeah. <laughs> well, and if you look at the, I well, I guess according to WWE logic, you're the right one, right? Because Ricochet got the subtle hint towards the match, right? Of just who's the last guy out appears mm-hmm. Ricochet, you'll see me at takeover. Short, sweet to the point. Yep. And then EC3 comes out, gets this nice exchange promo with Regal, gets to be in front of the crowd more, like that kind of stuff. So, according to the WWE, WWE logic, it's like him getting the pin before the big match, right? Right. So Exactly. He's already gotten some level of spotlight. Yeah. So he doesn't need that. Damn. <laughs> They should have been switched. Should have given Ricochet. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Man, they should have made Ricochet cut a promo. (laughs) (laughs) That would have gone well. (laughs) I like that. I like the chuckle there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Prince Puma was a physical wonder, but he was, uh, not, not so gifted on the stick. I will say. No, it's definitely better in the ring. Yeah, he, he oh, I mean he's a fucking one of a kind marvel in the ring. Like he's he's insane. He, yeah. The only other people that are on his level are Will Ospreay and Johnny Mundo. Yeah, speaking of which, that would be an insane three-way. <laughs> like, oh my god, that'd be a wet I, dream I heard, of a triple threat Holy heard shit. The... I heard, like, the dream bubble pop up in your brain. <laughs> you just heard it. Said those three names <laughs> and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> wait, processing? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I'm just thinking about that now. Hold on. Got to come back to the show. All right. <laughs> I can think about it later. Uh, let's see. Although, speaking of something else that was kind of marveling, uh, to jump over 205 Live real quick. They the fatal four way match that they had between the previous champions and Buddy Murphy, yeah. Uh, TJP was showing off some technical wonders there. I gotta say, he's refreshed almost, right? Like I was very annoyed with him mm-hmm. for a while, but he definitely seems to be coming around. This may be way too early in reading way too much into things, but I think it's actually a potential signaling for a face turn because, like, the crowd was definitely really responding to it as far as like getting behind him and stuff. And his that whole performance came immediately after Drew Gulak going on this whole uh, spiel about how he's going to be the uh, the, the submission specialist and that everybody's going to tap out to him sort of thing. So I wonder if that's some intentional juxtapos- juxtaposing between him being like, oh, well, I'm going to be the technical guy, and then TJP going out and then showing us, no, I'm going to be the technical guy. Yeah, and it could be a signaling for a changing of the style of the matches, right? 4 2 mm-hmm. live as a whole. Because, I mean, this has been a slowly evolving process that has been fantastic. You have Triple H Takeover. Mm-hmm. You get a guy in like Drake Maverick who's been a godsend to this show. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. you, you see an improved push on guys. You see improved match quality. And I so I think this could be like the next step of, okay, instead of just being the flying all over the place guys, Let's have distinct styles and have some guys that are flyers, some guys that are submission, like. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I like that. Do you remember this back in the Cruiserweight Classic? They actually, um, like in their readout for the guys, they actually would label their styles. Yes. Like whether you were technical, whether you were high flying, whether you were strong style, like all that sort of stuff. Hmm. Whether you were a brawler. So, yeah, they should bring a little bit of that back. Like, maybe even not have it, like, that official, but just like you're saying, kind of introducing more of the variety of the styles. Mm-hmm. Like, and with uh, Buddy Murphy coming in, he's more of that brawler type. Definitely. You're not seeing him jump off the, the top rope too much. So, yeah, and it, I mean, because the show has been, I've I've actually enjoyed watching it recently, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, when there was that long period for a while where it was just like, fuck, I have to watch this. So we can talk about it, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but now I'm actually like, oh hey, two o five live is on, but it's not all good, right? Because we did have a slight weird segment on the show with Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali having a sit down about their championship match, and it was just awkward. Well, you know what? You know what the problem is? It's like, I feel like clearly one of the whoever the loser of the match at WrestleMania is is going to be turning heel probably. They have to, right? It, it's just this those... baby face, baby face crap is kind of getting ridiculous. Yeah, and what well, part of the problem I feel like with both of these guys is that they're neither of them are really that over. No, like people appreciate their in ring work because they're both very good technical wrestlers, but like neither of their characters are over. It, it's interesting because Mustafa never got to that level. Cedric, I would say, got to that level, but then decreased. Yeah, it was like he was he was getting there, but then all of a sudden his uh, opponent vanished because he never got the match with Enzo, so he kind of got stalled. And so this sit down though was basically just like yeah, them saying like they're gonna beat each other, but also saying like we're great though, like you're great, I'm great, we're just great. Two of five live is great. <laughs> yeah. I I hate that they have so many baby faces that just have to stick to this like one hundred percent squeaky clean. Image for like being a babyface because like, all right, this this is somebody like I'll appreciate. I specifically really appreciate this week about Pete Dunne. Like he's being a really good tweener because he's being a heel, but he has to team up with his babyface. But he's not like becoming a great babyface and like, lucky about you know, it, like he's not like high fiving Roderick Strong and like shit like that. You know, the only time he touches hands is because he has to tag him. That's it. Yeah, like he's and not... he's just serious, right? He's yeah. just like I have this match. This is my job. Like. Right. Yeah. You know what? And it, It's even weirder, too, because both of these guys were bringing up the fact that, like, they have these kids and these families that they're fighting for and that that's yeah. what they're really driven by. And they're both just so, like, happy-go-lucky and like, oh, but I hope we put on a good match. It's like at least one of them should have gotten way more serious and been like, you know what? I've had I've enjoyed having matches with you and, you know, I'm your friend and all that. But look, this is WrestleMania. This is the match that matters the most. Every single thing that I've done up until this point is for this. So if I don't win this match, all of that is meaningless. And I refuse to let that happen. And you're the person that's in my way. I will do everything and anything that I have to do to make sure that I walk out as champion. Period. Like, what? (laughs) I wasn't even getting that aggressive. That was just being serious and neutral. Like, you could have gone past that. Even that would have been better than they're just like, yeah, you know what? I I really like to be champion. But you're my friend, and I respect you. Like, if that is not the most overused word in WWE, I don't know what is. Respect. <laughs> respect, man. Respect. And it's so weird, too, because it's it's a completely binary concept, because every babyface respects every babyface, and every heel respects nobody. Mm-hmm. Like... That's just uh, how it is. Some of them will have a slight respect for another heel, slight. Maybe. I'm just once like in a while. I. I see you. I see you. <laughs> but even then, people like a babyface will say that he respects a guy when he's a babyface, and then say that he doesn't respect him anymore when he's a heel, and then will respect him again once he decides that he's a babyface. Like, yeah, it's it's really bizarre. It's a buzzword. It doesn't actually mean anything. <laughs> It's one of the WWE corporate buzzwords. It is that a... Stephanie loves so much. Yeah, cuz everybody has to respect everybody. Yeah. Um, an interesting fact I learned on 205 Live though is they haven't had a champion since October. That's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was great. I was like, "Oh my god, they're going on 6 months without a champion." Yeah. Well, it it really makes this tournament feel even more special then, right? Yeah and it's i get that they they want to hype that up but they also don't because by saying that we haven't had a champion since october it's like well what happened to the last guy and so it's just like okay let's let's just focus on the tournament yeah look we got a tournament over here <laughs> ignore don't the people pass- what happened in the past ignore the curse of the cruiserweight champion <laughs> That like every past, or like at least I think half the past champions are no longer with the company. Because like Neville is gone, enzo has gone, Rich Swan is gone, Kendrick's injured. I gotta look this up. Well, I think is is Swan officially gone from the company? Yeah. Well, I mean, shit. Like Swan is like, last I heard, he was like fucking retiring from wrestling. Period. Oh wow. But yeah, Swan is 100% gone from WWE, even if he is uh, still going to wrestle somewhere else. Okay. So we have Neville, Enzo Amore, Rich Swan, TJ Perkins, Brian Kendrick, Kalisto, and Akira Tozawa as the Cruiserweight champions. Yep. So yep. we've got, let's see, Neville gone, Enzo gone, mm-hmm. Rich Swan, I'll go with gone. Yep, he's gone. Um,. TJP still there. Brian Kendrick still there. Kalisto still there. And Akira Tazo is there. And so just four to three. R- yeah, right <laughs> under half. Like, so pretty much half. <laughs> and Kendrick's injured right now, so if he's in the middle, it's like neither counting as there or not there. That it's even. Yeah. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a cursed division. And actually, you know, if you if you add up like the number of reigns. Then it's actually more people that are gone, because both Enzo and uh, Neville are the two-time champions. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. But maybe this tournament will cure the curse of the Cruiserweight division. And then everybody can respect the Cruiserweights again. (laughs) Or respect them for the uh, first time. Should we respect your uh, WrestleMania card? (laughs) Yes, you know what? I had an experiment because you have the true WrestleMania card pulled up, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, I want to read you the counterpart matches to their matches, and I want to tell and you tell me which one you're more excited for. Okay. All right. So for the Universal Title, they've got Reigns versus Lesnar. I've got Strowman versus Lesnar. So one one half of yours is correct. Wait, I guess if for each match, pick whether you'd want to watch my match or their match. Uh, your match. All right, so one point for me. All right, so w- actually WWE title match is the same. It's Styles versus Nakamura, so okay. that doesn't count either way. Yeah. Um, ooh, this one actually might be tough. SmackDown tag team match. Uh, okay. They, I have the Usos versus Kami, which was Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Mm. Uh, they have uh, Usos versus New Day versus Bludgeon Brothers, but then again, this also bleeds into, because I don't have Shane McMahon on here, I don't think at all, um, yeah, you know, the Daniel Bryan return, which I was not anticipating. So, how could you? You know. Um, but okay. So on the basis of just, so you just had Usos versus Cammy. Yeah, because I'm trying to th- like let's see if, if there's another match that would be the equivalent Ooh. to exchange on here. Yeah, actually, I'm you know what, no, Actually, you know what? This this match you would have to do Cammy versus Usos is actually going to be instead of um, Cammy versus uh Shane versus. Um, oh my God, Shane and Daniel Bryan because yeah. I have I have uh, some other I have New Day another place in the okay part, so that'll count. So right there. comparing those two, sorry, yeah. gotta go with the Daniel Bryan one. Yeah, so unfortunately, Daniel Bryan's return <laughs> does trump my other SmackDown tag team match. Uh, all right, so U.S. title match. Uh, I had Rude versus Rusev versus Ziggler. They have Rude versus Rusev versus Jinder versus Orton. I gotta go with yours. All right, me too, because Ziggler is better than Orton and Jinder combined. Because uh, Rude's, Rude's better than Jinder. I mean, yeah, because the fact that they have gender, that's that was the, the point of. Yeah. All right, uh, for the Raw tag team titles, I right. had a last man standing match between The Shield, which is uh, Reigns and Rollins versus The Bar. They have The Bar versus <clears throat> Strowman and a partner oh <laughs> um oh fuck that's a tough one can I say tie sure okay no I'm tied on that one no you have to decide <laughs> um, <laughs> i just i just changed the rules again <laughs> <laughs> i'm i might have to go with uh James versus Braun and a mystery partner okay okay I'm a sucker for mystery partners, so. That's fair. Uh, Okay, so then I have New Day and Woken Matt, potentially Jeff versus Wyatt and the Bludgeon Brothers, and potentially Bo Dallas. This would be up against the SmackDown tag team match of Usos versus New Day versus Bludgeon Brothers. I gotta go with yours. Yeah. All right, sweet. So that cuz I'd love great. the addition of uh Bo Matt. in there. And Bo, yeah. Yeah. Uh all right, so then Icy title match, I had Miz and the Taraj versus Balor with the club, like all those guys at ringside. Uh they're doing Miz Balor versus Rollins. Okay, so wait, you're saying it would just be Miz and Balor in your match and then Yeah, cuz otherwise in my factions. universe uh, Rollins is over in the Shield Tag Team match. Yeah. Uh, I got to go with WWE's on that one, then. All right. Then we have... Uh, all right, so... <clears throat> they have the tag team match of Angle and Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie. For me, uh-huh. it's Rousey versus Stephanie singles match. Triple H is at ringside. Rock at ringside. Oh, yours. All right. Then we have Charlotte versus Oscar is the same for both, so that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. For them... They have set Alexa versus Nia. Oh, I have Alexa versus Nia as well. I had a potential okay. caveat of also adding in Rose and Deville and that mm. Alexa had, like, coerced them to, like, be in the match on her side. But then Nia kills them all. So uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know whether I'm going to... Because that was only, like, a caveat. So it was basically like Nia versus Alexa is the focus. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Cruiserweight finals. Okay. Here we go. Would you rather have Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali or would you rather have, uh, let's see, can I use people who are not in the company? Were they in the company when the tournament started? All right, I'll narrow it down to people that I had that were in the company when the tournament started okay. uh, as far as the optimal pairings. Because like Neville was an option that I was like, Neville would be great, but like Neville's not in the company. So with mm. those, it was TJP versus Gargano. Oh, definitely that. Okay. I'll take that. Uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royals is going to be happening on both shows. Women Battle Royals on both shows. Uh, all right. And then would you rather see Cena versus Samoa Joe or Cena versus Taker? Oh, Cena versus Samoa Joe. Okay. Point for me. The history of that match alone. <laughs> uh, and then I guess we can't do this match either because Jordan isn't cleared, but I had Jordan versus Angle on this card as well. I'm not sure what this would oh. be juxtaposed against. Is there something else on the WrestleMania card that I haven't uh... <coughs> put up a match against? Hmm. I don't believe so. Oh, wait. Right. Did you have a... W- oh, wait. No, you had the WWE Championship. So, mm-hmm. hold on. So, we have Lesnar, Reigns, Styles Nakamura, Miz, Rollins, Balor, in mm-hmm. Bobby, Jinder, Brusev. Alexa, Naya, Charlotte, Asuka, Cesar and Sheamus versus Braun Strowman and Mystery, Usu's New Day, Bludgeon Brothers, Cedric versus Ali, Angle and Rousey, Triple H and Steph, mm. the two Battle Royals, and then Daniel Bryan. Yeah, so you you yeah. have one more match then. I have then. one more match than they do. So I automatically get another point. Well, I don't know. I guess, <laughs> does that, would you want to see Jordan versus Angle or no? I would. I think that would be an entertaining match. That would be one of those matches you could throw between mm-hmm. two of the bigger matches, right? Exactly, because it would be like a 10-minute match. You because you, know, you, you couldn't go long with Angle. Right. And, and it would, would be an entertaining match, though. And you wouldn't want it to go that long, either, because you'd want, like, you know, Jordan to fuck up and then Angle capitalizes on it. It's like, oh, you still got a lot to learn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, with that, then, I win seven points to three. Eat it, WWE. Wow. Eat your heart out. Joe Sheehan prefers my card to yours, and I made mine months ago. And we just went through it and there are no discrepancies. You could have done this exact card, you motherfuckers. You could have done ex- except for Jordan. Except for Jordan Angle. You yeah. couldn't done that one. And but you you couldn't predict Daniel Bryan, so Yeah. So, a... wait, that's actually, that goes against them, and then, right? You know what? All right, they had Daniel if... Bryan fall into their lap and <laughs> Yeah, and then if Daniel, all right, so then if I have this whole thing and Daniel Bryan falls into my lap last minute and I don't have Jordan, bam, guess what we have now? We have Daniel Bryan versus Angle in a dream match. Oh, dude, that would be fucking amazing. Eat your heart out, WWE. I just booked Bro your show better Smackdown. than you. I booked your show better than you months ago, and then I just did it again today. Oh, ready? Hold on. I'll I'll even connect two matches, right? Mm. So you have Asuka win the first ever Women's battle ro- or women's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. She challenges Charlotte. So now she's over on the SmackDown side. Kurt Angle gets pissed. Starts arguing with Daniel Bryan. That's what sets up their match. Ooh. Yeah. Right? Mm. You were trying to steal my stuff. Let's settle this once and for all. Who's better? Raw or SmackDown? Mm-hmm. Ta-da. Yep. Bam. I'm just... I mean, how many weeks do we have to prove it, Joe? How many weeks? Every week. Every week. All we're, right. We're, we're, and... we're the real no weeks off. Not Darren Young. <laughs> and uh, that will do it for us this week. Um, catch us out next week as we run down... Uh, a little more in detail, the WrestleMania card. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably gonna take up like most of the show. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have to get our predictions in because yeah, we we'll have to do our predictions. But we'll talk. I guess we'll we'll go through each build right and just discuss the pros and cons of it, what we would have changed, things like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, catch us out as we check out WrestleMania and all those other. Hundreds of shows going on next weekend. Holy shit! Wait, like, uh, oh my gosh, we got Sakura Genesis coming up. We got yeah, WrestleMania. We got NXT, NXT Takeover. Uh, Super Card of Honor. Super Card of Honor. <laughs> uh, even like, it, it, did you see that Impact is doing uh, Impact versus Lucha Underground show? What? Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear about this? No. Yeah. They're doing Impact versus Lucha Underground, and so the big storyline going to that is Sammy Callahan. I'm sure you've heard about his angle with Eddie Edwards. No. Oh, uh, he was doing it. was having a match, I think, with Eddie Edwards or something like that, some kind of angle, and he mm. ac- He actually busted Eddie Edwards' face with a baseball bat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they. They've turned it into an angle where now like Eddie's saying that he did it for real and like is really going after him. So now at this show, uh Sam McCallhan is representing Lucha Underground as Solomon Crow. Huh. And they're doing a I think a last man standing match. Damn. Well, watch out if there's a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, so catch us out as we catch any of these uh shows or matches on our social media and we'll be talking about everything over the next two weeks and rate review and subscribe to this podcast basically anywhere you find podcasts yep peace out motherfuckers enjoy all the shows and uh hopefully we get some good wrestling i think we will Uh, we have a good chance of it